Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week 11. And the best part is you get to play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites, on all the DFS sites. Because you're always trying to figure out, okay, where should I start this guy the value and I don't have enough money to do all that stuff. It doesn't happen on draft. You get a selection of every premium player. You just got to be the smartest one in the room. It's a six-player snake draft, so you get in, you get out. Tournaments start from $1 to $1,000 to everything in between. Three-person drafts, six-person drafts, on and on. The options are limitless. And all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to use is promo code BGNR. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using promo code BGNR. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN Radio listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. Hey, it's Friday. That means you got to leave work a little early. Kick off your shoes. Go grab some beers maybe on the way. It is time for some Friday conversations. And we got a special treat for everyone this week as our own Vince Quinn sat down with former Eagle Todd Harriman's. The man's were a little, a little high. <laughs> Wait, you don't want a private jet for the rest of your life, Todd? Of course I do. <laughs> I don't think I have the grounds to demand it from anybody. (laughs) I'm certainly not giving it to you. (laughs) And they got into everything. This team, where it's going, the offensive line has its own. Jason Kelsey, the commissioner, painkillers in the NFL, and a lot more. Here's Vince Quinn with Todd Harriman's. I'm joined by a 
10-year Philadelphia Eagle, a beloved lineman in this town, Mr. Todd Harrimans is with me. Hey, Todd. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, well, all sorts of things. Obviously, the Eagle, like, this town's exploding, which I imagine is no surprise to you, given that they're 8-1. and one. So, for you, like, a lot of people are asking the question, they've wondered, like, is this team for real? And for you, having been, you know, on the team and all that stuff before, like, what is your impression of the Eagles? Oh, I think they're fantastic. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they just keep proving why they're the team that everybody thinks they are up to this point. Um, all season long, I was, you know, very, very cautiously optimistic just because I knew that they had some really good pieces and that Carson was going to come into year two, was going to make some good leaps and bounds forward. But, you know, there's, there's, there was no way that I could have predicted that it would have been this good and they'd look this great up to this point. And it's just a lot of fun to, to follow and be in the city while this is happening. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been crazy. So uh, one of the main things for the team has been the offensive line. So, you know, with the Eagles uh, so based upon those guys, what's your impression of them up front? Well, um, they're definitely a talented group. Um, you know, Lane Johnson's really coming into his own this year, being able to play a full season up to date, you know, and, and really show the dominance and the effect that he can have on the outcome of the games. Um, you know, Kelsey at center, uh, Brooks, the right guard, he's a, another just big, powerful guy that, you know, is just mauling people in the run game. And I think that there's two things that really make this offensive line look even better. One of them is the fact that they're, they're running the ball extremely well. Um, you know, offensive linemen love to just pound the rock and eat up the clock, make the game go fast. But at the same time, it's opening up the field. Um, you know, they're able to get some really big plays, which offensive linemen also like, because <laughs> then you're off the field quicker. Um, but they have a quarterback back there that's very strong. And, you know, with Peters going out uh, and having to shuffle the offensive line a little bit, he is getting a little bit of uh, pressure here and there. And, and, the thing with him being so strong is, is he can escape that stuff, you know, not as strong of a quarterback would, you know, maybe stumble or, or lose the ball or, or take a five yard loss, but he's actually got this great ability to extend the play, keep his feet and keep his eyes downfield and even make a throw after he scrambles for a while. So it's just, uh, it's really fun to watch on the offensive side of the ball right now. And, and uh, it's, it's exciting for the rest of the season, that's for sure. Well, when you've got a quarterback that can extend plays the way that Carson does, and, and you've played with other guys, like you played with uh, McNabb, who was great with that, you played with Andrew Luck, does that do anything for you as a lineman when you know your quarterback has that escapability? Um, yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, it, it always is good to, to feel that you have that option you know for the quarterback to be back there and and if you slip your guy or get a little push it's not just a dead play um you know ideally as an offensive lineman you don't want to give up any push or have your guy slip by you and and you don't want to have to need your quarterback to move like that but it's always an added bonus now going back to just the the line in general uh, one of the guys you mentioned yourself uh, jason kelsey so he was a guy that the last couple of years, people wanted to run him out of town, and he's playing phenomenal football at the moment. So like, what, what, are, your, uh, what are your impressions on Jason Kelsey and everything that's been going on with him? Well, uh, you know, Kelsey's a, a very smart football player, but he's also one of the most explosive people that I know. Um, people were, were riding him a little rough for the last couple of seasons, but 
I think that Kelsey's one of those players that if he has something bothering him, he, he's a he's a tough guy. He's a soldier, man. He's going to go out there and keep playing, and he's not going to let people know that there's something bothering him. You know, I think that shows a lot of character for him, especially when people are questioning his play. That he's not just guys. Uh, you know, I don't think he was 100 percent healthy. You know, to be honest, mm-hmm. and you could see that with the way that he was moving, the way that he was playing, and now people are like, oh, where'd this great reemergence of Kelsey come from? he's probably healthy, you know? And I think that that's as simple as that. And it's, it's too bad that people can get down on a player so quickly, you know, especially if it's a player that's, you know, trying to push through a injury or something for the good of the team. And with Kelsey, like, obviously, so you think he's healthy and he's playing well, but Jason Peters is done for the year. So what does that do when you lose a guy that's that stable in Jason Peters? Well, that's obviously, you know, you can't replace him. You need somebody to come in and try to, do as good of a job as he was doing but Peters is a you know as a once in a lifetime player I feel like um he'll definitely be in the hall of fame but if you lose a player like that you just have to adjust as best as possible everybody around kind of has to step their game up um I think the fact that uh that Wiz in there at left guard is probably helping out um Big V when he came in to help you know um it's just tough losing the ability that Jason has on the field as well as the presence that he has in the locker room. You know, everybody on that field respects him tremendously. And you could see that when he went down, um, everybody on the bench came out to wish him off the field. The stadium was chanting his name. You know, he obviously has an impact on the team and the city. So that's just something tough to replace, but they seem to be doing uh, a good job trying to, to work with it. And I think Doug's doing a really good job with the play call to help out with that too. Well, let's talk about Doug Peterson because you had some time working with Doug uh, here in Philly. So uh, what's your relationship with Peterson? What do you think of him as a coach? I like Doug. Doug and I get along real well. Um, He's always been just a laid back. You know, he was a former player. So when you get a coach that comes through as a former player, he kind of has an understanding of of where you're at and what you've been through and what you don't want to go through and what you need to go through. And he just has a little better understanding than some coaches do. so from what I can tell, I don't know him as a head coach. You know, I mean, I spoke to him since he's gotten the job a couple of times, but he just seems like the players love him, you know. Those players will fight for him, and, and that's the kind of guy that I think he is. He gets the team on his side, and they're willing to go out there and go through battle, and, and they completely trust in him, and, and I think that's showing with the, the results on the field. Now, one of the things I've heard about Peterson and, and why the players like him, too, it's it's this idea of not only was he a player, but he also played in Philly. Is there something, you know, what what sticks out to you about the Philly experience as an athlete? Oh, I think it's just the, uh, the city itself. Um, you know, it's a hard-nosed, hard-working city, and I think that a lot of players that come in here just kind of vibe with that because, it takes a lot of hard work and, and grinding, you know, to get to the uh, professional level. And then you get to a city where that's their mantra and, you know, it just clicks. And on the opposite side of that, like, you know, a lot of players can bond with the city really well. And we also, as a city, absolutely hate Dallas. So uh, what was your relationship with the Dallas Cowboys as a player? As a player? Well, I mean, each team in the division takes on its own kind of rivalry because you play them twice a year. You get to know the players a little bit more personally. Uh, 
as far as Dallas goes, I was just, you always wanted to beat Dallas just because they seemed like they had the biggest following. Everybody, you know, that didn't have a team to follow just decided to be a Dallas fan. Um, and all the players at Dallas just always seemed so privileged, I guess. I don't know a better word <laughs> to use for it. It's a um, fine word. <laughs> but it was just, uh, you know, it's it's a great rivalry. Um, there are intense games. Um, there's some blowouts. There's some nail biters. There's, you know, it, it's everything that you want in like a division rivalry. And do you have any games that stick out? And, you know, whether it's the, the Cowboys or otherwise, but any division games that really stick out in your memory when you think back? I think uh, Chip's first game down in D.C. definitely sticks out for me. Um, I think it was a Monday night, and we lit them up pretty good. Um, there's another, well, obviously, I caught a touchdown down in Dallas, so that, that sticks out for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I just remember, like, having end-of-the-year battles with Dallas every year because, you know, you play them towards the bottom of the schedule, and, you know, it, it may mean something towards the playoffs. It may not, but it always means something towards Philadelphia. You know, and, and even if the season isn't going great, if you beat Dallas at the end of the year, you know, you, you gave them hope for next season. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and they're, they're certainly trying to get rid of the hope for next season uh, on Sunday. Now, well, another thing i got to ask you about, because you spent some time in Indianapolis. Uh, you spent a year there, and you got to work with Andrew Luck. Do you have any thoughts on Luck and where he stands right now? Andrew's a really nice person, a great athlete, and I'm sure that, you know, he had an amazing college career, he's had a good NFL career, he's been a little injury-plagued, um, but I just, I feel bad for him right now, because I know that, you know, he wants to play, he's a competitor, and it just seems like cards haven't been falling his way the past couple of years, um, he just seems like such a talent that you would want to see that talent, you know reach its top potential but you know I'm not saying that he's done but there's definitely uh some more years to come for him well maybe one of the things that help would help him recover is uh some mar- medical marijuana right it's possible I don't think that that <laughs> would be up Andrew's alley but I would definitely uh I would definitely urge him to try well, yeah, and let's talk a little bit more about it because you've been a huge advocate for getting marijuana usage out there. So, uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah, um, well, basically I've just kind of, you know, come to the conclusion myself through uh, my own personal experiences along with a lot of reading and research that I've been doing. Um, and I'm just trying to let people know that, you know, pharmaceutical opiates are not the only option when it comes to uh, dealing with pain or sleep or inflammation. Um, you know, there's natural ways that you can handle this. And, and I think that some people don't really understand that there's other alternatives other than popping pills. And, you know, I've seen a, a, a huge epidemic throughout the NFL and America in general. Um, now, as I've grown over the past few years, and I see it as something that just needs to be addressed. And I think that medical cannabis is, a tool that can be used to combat that easily. Well, one of the things, too, is uh, you mentioned the idea of uh, people who have had issues 
with with opiates before prescribed opiates. And when it comes to like an NFL locker room and dealing with doctors and all that stuff, how encouraged were you or other players to use that stuff? And you know, what's that relationship to use uh, opiates? Yeah, or any sort of well, painkillers. I mean. I don't know if you're necessarily encouraged to, but it's really your only option. It's either that or, you know, live in pain. And if you're in the NFL, business of the NFL and you're living in pain, you're not going to be in business for very long. So it's kind of like players make their own decision. You know, I can take these pills and get out there and play and make my money, or I can sit on the bench and eventually get cut, you know? So it's, it's kind of a, a survival mode because, there aren't many other options that are allowed by the NFL. Yeah, they, they don't allow much. And um, one of the things then you naturally have to ask is, okay, well, you want to get it legalized. What's the first step? Like, what has to be done to really get the ball rolling in this regard? Whoa, man, all sorts of stuff. I think that the first step would just, you know, everybody thinks that the that initially the NFL just needs to completely flip and, and say yes you can use this for medicine and it's great and we're going to start giving our players uh neurocognitive uh <laughs> um support you know from cbd and all these other things but i think that the easiest thing to do is to just stop treating it as it's such a bad thing because it's not it's helping many people it's helping kids it's helping animals it's you know and on the whole industrial side of things there's all sorts of avenues that could increase our our country's economy but i think that the biggest thing that they could do right now is to just stop penalizing people and, and treating it like it's a bad thing well the other thing is too because you are seeing it legalized in in different states and i know new jersey is flirting with the idea now of making it just outright legal uh, but to keep it in the nfl just for a second here do you think goodell roger goodell is a guy that would actually be open to allowing this down the line at some point do I think I don't not by his recent comments. I don't think that he would be the guy that would be open to allowing it um, unless he got a bunch of new research that swayed him. He just doesn't his comments that he made about, you know, generally smoking things aren't good anyways for you. He just seems, you know, rather uneducated on the subject in general. So I think it will be uh, a tough to see it happen with Rogers commissioner. I think. Well, the other thing is, too, with Roger Goodell, because they're trying to go through the extension right now, and there's all this crazy stuff with Jerry Jones, and like it's it's just a complete mess. Uh, what do you think about the idea of extending Goodell? Do you just do you think he's been a good commissioner? Is he good for the league? I don't know, man. That's tough. <laughs> you know, I, I have a hard time like judging him because I don't really – I don't think I could do a better job. I mean, it's hard to say. I don't really know what that entails. You know, it's, it's a lot of things that go into it. Um, I do know that his demands were a little, a little high. <laughs> Wait, you don't want a private jet for the rest of your life, Todd? <laughs> of course I do. I don't think I have the grounds to demand it from anybody. <laughs> I'm certainly not giving it to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, last question before I let you go, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, just for Sunday, what do you, how do you expect the game to play out, and what would you think the final score is going to be? Man. I mean, the Eagles' D-line is going to dominate, and uh, I think the Eagles are going to win by three scores. Three scores. I'd like to hear that. Well, hey, Todd Harriman, thanks for taking the time to join us. You can follow Todd 
at Todd Harriman's on Twitter. And uh, Todd, best of luck with everything, man. All right, man. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Well, that's going to do it for this Friday conversation. And once again, a huge thank you to Todd Harriman's for taking the time to sit down with Vince Quinn. A lot of awesome stuff that you always learn about, Todd, as he's uh, now off the field and still uh, involved with a lot of different things. We'll be back next week, hopefully talking about a Dallas victory. In the meantime, you can catch us on Sports Radio 94 WIP tomorrow, Saturday, from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. Radio.com app if you're not in Philadelphia, 94.1 on your radio dials if you are. And once again, thank you very much for listening to Friday Conversations right here on BGN Radio and BGNRadio.com.